Thanks for tuning in and making Res Life a part of your day. Whether this is your first time listening or this is a part of your weekly rhythm, we are glad you're here. If you'd like to connect more throughout the week, check us out at reslife.org, download our app, or follow us on social media. It's time for today's message, so let's dive in. Thank you for coming out tonight. We got a big group, don't we? Goes all the way back there. Wow. So, are y'all ready to get right into it? I don't want to waste any time. I know people are watching online too. So, you know, I heard someone say that life is like the game of football. They said football has like 60,000 people who desperately need exercise, (laughs) watching 22 men who desperately need rest. (laughs) But they said life is like football. Most people watch from the sidelines. Very few people get off the bleachers and get in the game. But I believe you are in the game or you wouldn't have come out on a Sunday night to build your faith, right? But it's going to take a lot of vision, a lot of discipline, a lot of drive to stay in the game. So my goal tonight is to egg you on. (laughs) I just want to egg you on to believe for impossible dreams, right? Okay, I promise I'll get more serious. But um, let me just mention this. I found out that you will attract in life what you expect. You will attract what you expect. Think about it like this. Of course, I have a few examples. Have you ever noticed that a buzzard flies around looking for dead stuff, right? And then a cute little hummingbird, they fly around looking for sweet stuff. One looks for dead stuff, one looks for sweet stuff, but they both get what they focus on, don't they? It's the same in life. You're going to get exactly what you focus on. In fact, um, I want to explain this to you tonight. I told you this morning how my dad, my favorite preacher, Jerry Savelle, he told me to always go into your prayer time, remember this, with a journal and a pen, and practice hearing the voice of God. Well, how this message came about that I'm going to share with you tonight was back in 2020, right before the pandemic, like in January 2020, I was listening for the Lord for the new year, and I just felt like the Lord told me, you have entered a new era of favor and favorable opportunities. So I wrote that down. I thought, oh my goodness, an era of favor? Well, then the pandemic happened. And I could have thought, well, I clearly cannot hear from God (laughs) and just put the book away, right? But instead, I chose to expect it, to expect the favor of God. And that's what I'm saying. You're going to get exactly what you expect in life. Now, let me explain this like this. Of course, I got lots of props here tonight. But let me explain to you about, have any of you heard of the law of attraction? Okay, yeah, in the business world, which I got some magnets here. These are some cool magnets. But you know, the law of attraction in the business world, they teach you this, that your mind is like a magnet. And whatever gets in your mind and stays there, you will attract it in your life. And it works positively and it works negatively. In other words, if you're constantly thinking about lack and poverty, you're going to attract never having enough. But if you're constantly thinking, you know, maybe that you never have any friends, nobody ever likes you, that's exactly what you're going to attract, never having any friends. But the opposite is true. If you're constantly thinking the favor of God is going before me and it's opening doors no man can shut, guess what? You're going to walk right to the favor of God. So it works positively and negatively. Well, the world calls it the law of attraction. 
God calls it Proverbs 23, 7. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so shall he become. In other words, what you think about, you bring about, right? Do you know that they've even proven that people who come to America from other countries are three to four times more likely to become millionaires than those of us who are born here? You know why? Because they have it so programmed in their mind that America is a land of opportunity. It's a place where dreams come true. If I could get to America, I know I'll be a millionaire. They get here and consequently they walk right to it like a magnet. Isn't that amazing? In fact, I I recently read where 80% of millionaires in the USA recently, 80% are Russians. Isn't that amazing? They walk right to it like a magnet. Well, my dad is known for teaching on the favor of God, and he has ingrained in me to expect God's favor. In fact, I remember years ago, I was um, getting ready to speak at some conferences in London, several conferences for like a week. And when I got to DFW, to the airport, my daughter Cassidy was going with me, and they put my luggage on the scale, and the lady behind the desk, she weighed the luggage, and she said, "Uh, ma'am, your luggage is overweight. I said, imagine that. (laughs) And she said, you know what? I'm not going to charge you the overweight price. I turned to my daughter Cassidy. I said, that's the favor of God. Well, then we flew to London, and we're checking in the hotel, and the little guy behind the desk with the cute little British accent, he said, today is your lucky day. I said, why is that? He said, I just took hundreds of pounds off of your bill. I was like, what? I said, that's the favor of God. Well, then at the end of that trip, Cassidy and I had one day to play in London. So I said, let's get on the double-decker bus and go all over London. You know those big red buses? So I found some guy selling tickets, and I said, I need one adult ticket and one child ticket. He said, you know what? I'm just going to charge you two child price tickets. I said, I don't know if it's my voice or what, but (laughs) that's the favor of God, right? So when you start expecting God's favor in your life, you're going to walk right to it like a magnet. Well, when the pandemic happened, like I said, I could have thought, I can't hear from God because he said, you've just entered a new era of favor and favorable opportunities. But I chose to believe. Well, I just did four things not 34 things, not 17 things, four things to, de- to expect favor in my life. And 2020 was a record-breaking year for our ministry. 2021 broke that record. 2022 broke that record. It's been record-breaking ever since. So I want to share with you tonight those four things. Is that cool? Yes. Okay, so we'll get right into it. Number one, the first thing, like, let me tell you this real fast before you take notes. I want to share with you real fast what God's favor can do. This is just a few things. God's favor will give you advantages that other people don't have. Advantages others don't have. It opens doors you could never open on your own. It causes you to stand out, like to get preferential treatment. Because even in my life, you know, I've been invited to speak at certain places that there's a lot more people who are way better communicators than me. And I know people are going, how in the world did she get invited to speak at that? It's the favor of God. God's favor will give you God-inspired ideas that produce great wealth. That's a good one, isn't it? God's favor will restore everything the enemy has stolen from you. That's just the name of you. Okay, so here's the four things that we begin to do very seriously. Number one is see where you want to go. See where you want to go. I know some of you got the little planners so you can put pictures of your dreams and goals in here. 
I can't say this enough, the importance of writing your vision and making it plain, right? You know, God said to Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah began to answer the Lord. He said, I see the branch of an almond tree blossoming in late winter. And God said to Jeremiah, you've seen well. Now I'm watching over my word to perform it. He came back to Jeremiah another time. This is in Jeremiah 1.11. He said, Jeremiah, what do you see? Now, what if Jeremiah had said, um, <laughs> nothing? <laughs> if you see nothing, you can expect nothing. If you see nothing in your future, you can expect nothing in your future. In fact, I could come back next March and you would say, Terry, my life has not changed in one year's time if you see nothing. But if you start seeing where you want your life to go, I've already met so many of you who have come up to me with your dream books and said, look what God has done in one year's time since you were here last year. So you got to see where you want to go. You know, I shared with you some examples. These are just some fun ones. I don't know if y'all know who Ed Milet is. He's got the number one personal growth podcast in America. I put a picture, a fake picture of me and Ed acting like we're buddies. And I said, Ed Milet is my guest speaker at my success conference. Two months ago, Ed Milet was my guest speaker at the success conference. I mean, I've just put so many things in here. Um, this is a fun one. Years ago, I was just, I was not doing all that I'm doing today, okay? I was just dreaming as big as I could. So I Googled, what is the world's, or the, the America's largest church, the biggest church in America? Well, Lakewood Church came up, Joel Osteen's church. So I found a picture of the Lakewood sign, and I put it in my dream book. Googled it, you know, printed it out, just put it in my dream book. And I said, I'm invited to speak at Lakewood Church with the Osteens. Years went by, but I kept looking at that vision. I'll never forget, a few years ago, I was driving through a conference in Missouri, and a text popped up on my phone, and it said, hey, Terry, this is Victoria Osteen. I want to invite you to come speak at my women's conference at Lakewood Church. The night I spoke at the conference, Victoria was driving me to the church, and we're about to pull into the garage, and I just happened to glance over, and there was the very sign I Googled, took a picture of, and put in my dream book. I grabbed my phone, took a picture of the sign, and I literally had to fight back the tears. There I am speaking at Lakewood Church. God's asking you tonight, what do you see? What do you see in your future? So that God can say, you've seen well. Now I'm watching over my word to perform it. So you've got to see it, right? You know, this, this was interesting. Um, years ago, I heard a story about um, the Impala, which I thought was a car, but apparently it's an animal. <laughs> but they were talking about the little Impala, and they said an Impala can jump 10 feet high and 30 feet long. 10 feet off the ground and 30 feet long. However, you will find the Impala at a zoo behind a four-foot wall, and he won't even attempt to get out. You know why? because he can't see over the fence. And they said he will never attempt to jump where he can't see first. It's the same with you. You gotta see where you're headed before you start taking steps towards it. Does that make sense? So, um, I thought this was a fun story too. I put this in the book, The Five Things. I called this book, The Five Things Successful People Do Before 8 a.m. My mom called me one day and she goes, honey, can I do these five things before 8 p.m.? <laughs> yes, mama, it's just a matter of having the habits, right? But I put this, this story in here because I thought this was so interesting. They called this man the real Indiana Jones. This was a guy named John Goddard. And when he was 15 years old, 
He said so many times he would hear his parents and his parents' friends at dinner at the house, and they were always talking about all the things they wished they had done when they were younger. So he said he went upstairs to his bedroom, and he said, that is not going to be my story. I'm not going to live my life wishing I had done all these things. So he said he just got out a piece of paper and a pen, and he just began writing the craziest, biggest things he could possibly think of. I mean, everything from um, visit a movie studio, learn to play polo, read the Bible cover to cover, write a book, ride a horse in the Rose Bowl Parade, learn to fly an airplane, learn to speak French and Spanish, photograph Niagara Falls, explore the Fiji Islands, climb Mount Kilimanjaro, learn to fly, yeah, fly the airplane, go on a church mission trip, make a parachute jump. He just listed 127 things he wanted to do during his life. He died at 88 years old and he did 120 of the 127 things. Isn't that amazing? God's asking you, what do you see? What do you want to do? Get a picture of it. Get an image of it, right? Okay, so that's my first point is you've got to see where you want to go. Number two, the second thing is you have to say where you want to go. Say where you want to go. Now, here's what I mean by that. Job 22, 28 says, thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established unto you and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. So I want you to see that there's a connection between declaring God's favor and experiencing God's favor. So Job said, thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established unto you and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. So think about that. Favor is available, but you have to speak it. You have to declare it out of your mouth. So let me tell you a story. Y'all may remember this story. It's in Luke 1, verse 5. There was an angel who appeared to Zechariah. And this is what he told him. He said, Zechariah, you're going to have a baby, and I want you to name him John. And you know what Zechariah said? He said, are you kidding me? <laughs> do you know how old I am? And do you know what the angel did? I just happened to have a prop. He zipped his lips. <laughs> He literally zipped the man's lips. He said, yeah, I Googled giant zipper and I found it. <laughs> I thought this was the cutest thing. But he literally zipped the man's lips. He said, because you doubted, you will remain silent until the baby is born. Think about that. He could not talk for nine months because he spoke doubt and unbelief. Because the angel knew, if I let you talk, you could mess up the whole plan of God for your life. So he zipped his lips. Think about this. Your dreams could be delayed because of what's coming out of your mouth. Don't make God, let's do it one more time. Zip your lips, right? <laughs> you know, I was just telling Pastor Jeannie today um, that I've been believing God for a house. And for three years, my husband and I have been living in a temporary house, waiting for our land to sell so we could build our house, you know, all this stuff. Well, anyway, then the pandemic happened. Well, one year ago, exactly, like when I came to see y'all, we found a house and we thought we were going to get it. And I was so excited and I was going, this is the biggest favor of God's story I've ever had in my life. Well, it fell through. Didn't happen. One year ago, but I have it on my phone. Lucy's got my phone. I wish I could show y'all. But on my phone, <laughs> I have a picture of that house as my screensaver. So every time I check the time, I see my dream. And every time I open up my phone, I say, thank you, Jesus, for my dream house. Thank you, Jesus, for my dream house. One year has gone by and nothing has happened. 
And last July, on July 1st, Rodney and I sowed the biggest seed we've ever sown in our lives. Like the type that makes you almost hyperventilate. We sowed that for our dream house. So I thought surely by August 1st, it's gonna happen. And then I thought by the end of the year, it's happening, nothing happened. Finally, about three weeks ago, I even said to my husband, and I know better than this, I said, sometimes it feels like God's not favoring us with the house. And I even said, Lord, I ask you to forgive me for saying that because I know your timing is right and our house is coming in Jesus' name. Y'all, two weeks ago, we signed the contract on the house. (laughs) That very house. (laughs) And get this, we're actually getting that house 40% less than we would have last year at this time. Is that the favor of God? But I was telling Pastor Jeannie, I said, it's so amazing how you really have to wait on God's timing. He knows what he's doing. We just have to be so patient, don't we? So you've got to decree God's favor over your life. So what I did was I made a list of positive declarations. I told you about that this morning. But just to start decreeing it over and over and over to retrain your mind to believe God, right? So I started saying every single day, I made this list in 2007, and I said, I'm highly favored of God. I'm proactive. I'm courageous in the pursuit of my dreams. I'm sensitive to God's timing on my life. I'm embracing every opportunity God brings to me. I'm always in the right place at the right time. My spirit attracts God-inspired ideas that bring massive amounts of money. I'm programmed for success. I'm a money magnet. I attract the favor of God. My gift is making room for me and bringing me before great men. I say this over and over and over. One of my declarations I say is I am an expert in the message God has given me to share. I just say those things over and over and over. In fact, I remember the first time I did an interview on TVM, and before they went live, they were putting my mic on, and they said, okay, Terry, you sit right here. That's the expert chair and all that. And I sat there going, an expert? What am I an expert in? And then I thought, I've been declaring that for years. I'm an expert in the message God has given me to share. I'm so convinced if you want to know where your life is headed, listen to your declarations. Listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. So I'm challenging you tonight to speak God's favor. Speak positive words over your future. Can we do it? Okay. My third step, number three, is you have to step where you want to go. Step where you want to go. What does that mean? I'm talking about taking action. You know, it's not enough to just look at your dreams, speak to them, and expect them to magically appear, right? You know, I've been declaring for years that I'm signing a a contract with the best publisher in the world. I've been saying that forever. I'm signing a contract with the best publisher in the world. Well, years have gone by, and I remember exactly seven and a half years ago, and I've signed with other publishers in the past, but I've done a lot of self-publishing too, but I just kept declaring it over and over and over, and I remember about seven and a half years ago, a friend of mine had a relationship with one of the biggest publishers in America, and she said, Terry, I want to set up an appointment for you two to talk. Well, I kind of didn't want her to do that because, I don't know, I just wanted God to set it up, and maybe God was working through her, I didn't know. But she said, I want to set up an appointment. Well, I've never tried to sell myself because I don't like that at all. I'm not a good networker. (laughs) You know what I mean? I've just always depended on the favor of God. Well, she set up this appointment. 
So I was trying my best to prove to this publisher that we'll sell a lot of books and you should sign with me. And I was just cringing the whole time. Well, she thought I was adorable, but she didn't sign with me. Being adorable doesn't get you a book contract, right? And so that door closed. But you know what? I kept declaring it. I'm signing with the best publisher in the world in Jesus' name. I'm signing with the best publisher in the world. Do you know last year, an agent came to me and she said, Terry, I've got some publishers that want to talk to you and they want to talk about doing a deal with you. They contacted me and said, we want to know if you want to work with us. Anyway, we ended up signing a contract and my agent texted me later that day and she said, I don't know if signing a book deal with the best publisher, biggest Christian publisher in the world was on your vision board, but you just did. I wrote her back and I said, as a matter of fact, <laughs> but do you know, again, it was not giving up on that dream, speaking to that dream, but also my point about taking action, you can't just expect this to happen and not go back home and actually write the book. Take the action to write the book, to get the manuscript ready, to do the homework behind the scenes so someone does want to sign, right? So Bible says faith without action, this is James 2.17, faith without action is dead. It's useless, right? So you've got to take the action to see that dream fulfilled. Let me tell you a true story about um, this friend of mine told this story about someone she, um, there's a single mom who was sitting in a service just like this, and all of a sudden she just felt in her heart, they were raising money for one of their projects, and she just felt in her heart that the Lord said, I want you to pledge to give $1,000 and to do it within 30 days. And she just sat there going, Lord, you know where I'm at financially. How am I gonna come up with $1,000? The Lord said, trust me. So she wrote that down, I pledge to give $1,000 and I'll give it within 30 days. Well, she was doing what we've been talking about today. In her prayer time, just asking the Lord for God-inspired ideas. You might want to write that down. Lord, I'm asking you for God-inspired ideas. I say that all the time. My spirit attracts God-inspired ideas that impact millions of lives and produce millions of dollars for the kingdom of God. That's a good declaration, isn't it? So she's asking the Lord for a God-inspired idea. All of a sudden, the Lord reminded her of how last Christmas, when she didn't have money for her family and friends to give them gifts, she made some little barrettes for them at Christmas time. And they were really cool, and her whole family, they loved them. Like, people were raving about these little barrettes and bows. So she thought, wait a minute. What if I made some of those and sold them? So she thought, well, Lord, where would I sell them? And the Lord began to remind her of things as she just sitting there quietly listening. She was reminded of a friend of hers who owns a boutique. So she called her friend and she said, hey, would you ever allow me to come up and sell some of my barrettes at your boutique? Her friend said, sure, you can come up this Saturday. So she put some action behind her dream, right? She made 20 or 30 different designs of those little barrettes. She went that very next Saturday, set up her little booth, and she said one by one, people are coming by and they'd buy one barrette at a time, one bow at a time. All of a sudden, this one lady walks by picks up the barrette, and she's really inspecting it, looking at everything about it, then she'd put it down. Then she'd pick up another one and really inspect it. Then she asked her, she said, did you make these? She said, yeah, I handmade every single design. She said, okay, I'll take 50,000. She was a buyer for Nordstrom department store. She said in one moment, she went from an idea 
to a profession that changed her whole life. Because of taking action on something God put in her heart, not even sure, is this God or is this just me making this up? But she took action. What could happen if you took action? See, faith without action is dead. You know, you think about at the grocery store, you know, they have those sliding doors. And you take a step and nothing happens. You take another step, nothing happens. You take another step and then finally the door begins to open. It's the same when you start taking action towards your dreams. It looks like nothing's happening, but all of a sudden the doors begin to open in your life, right? So I want to challenge you with this because um, I know a lot of you got the five things kit. I call this the discipline to reach your goals kit. A lot of you got the kit, but I want to give you a warning because, you know, in here there's the book, there's the audio book, there's the habits calendar, the journal, there's all the little tools to help you develop these new habits. But I want to give you a warning with this. Do not post on Instagram with your kit and go, look out world, discipline is my middle name. <laughs> new year, new me. I'm developing these habits. Don't do that. You know why? Because what happens is you make this big announcement about what you're going to do. And all these people start praising you and going, you're amazing. Oh my gosh, you're going to do that? You're going to do the five things? And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And they're like, you're incredible. You haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> all you did was announce it, right? But here's what happens. They've proven in psychology. When you make a big announcement about what you're going to do, you get all this praise. And then the actual doing of it is no longer exciting. So here's what I challenge people to do, is when you get your kit, you open it up, and you start with day one, you get your little habits calendar, and don't tell a soul what you're doing, unless some of you are doing it like in a small group or something, and you, you start with day one, and you, the day that you keep a habit with yourself, you mark it. You do it again the next day, you mark it. You do it again the next day, and you mark it. And here's what happens. Little by little, you're going to start to see that you have kept your promise with yourself. And nothing will build your confidence more than you keeping your commitments to you. All of a sudden, people are going to notice what is going on with you. What, what's happening in you? You don't even have to make a big announcement. They're going to want to know what's happening. But also, let me say this. Don't wait for other people to come around and encourage you to be disciplined. Because God may not have told them what he's told you about your future, and they may not share that same discipline. You know, when I begin to do this, this is all custom made based on how God dealt with me. God wasn't dealing with my husband the same way, but he had to see those changes in me day after day after day. And the thing is, some people are going to call you names because I'm very disciplined now, very routine, very rigid with my schedule. I'm very protective of my morning routine. And everybody knows it now. They know, don't ask Terry to do anything before 8 o'clock because she's got a routine. But the funny thing is, people are going to call you names. They're going to call you obsessed, workaholic, ridiculous, a little bit crazy. It's okay. Let them call you that because you know what they'll eventually call you? CEO, boss, mayor, principal, successful. <laughs> Just keep with the habits, right? Keep taking action without anybody knowing what you're doing and let the success speak for itself, right? Does that help? Does that make sense? Okay, so take action. Okay, and my last point, number four, is to sow where you wanna go. Sow where you wanna go. 
Now, I know I've shared this with y'all before because it's such a vital part of what God has done in my life and in our ministry is every dream I've ever seen come to pass in my life has always required the sowing of a seed. Everything. I have sown seed for every single dream because it's one thing to have a dream just like a farmer can dream of having corn, but he's never going to have corn until he sows a seed for it. Well, God is the one who said in Genesis 8, the whole earth revolves around the principle of seed time and harvest, right? So if you want a dream to come true, you got to sow a seed for it. Well, there's times in our lives when God will ask you to sow a memorable seed. Something memorable. In fact, um, a couple years ago, I was looking at my top 10 goals because I always write 10 goals for the year. And I was looking at my top 10 goals and here it was almost August 1st, it was July 26th, and none of my 10 goals had happened yet. And I was going to lunch with my daughter Cass and she goes, mom, I've already achieved six of my 10 goals this year. And I was like, good for you. I'm the one who taught you how to do this. <laughs> and none of mine have happened yet. No, I was proud of her and I was happy she was doing it. But I was in prayer the next morning. I was like, Lord, what's my problem? Like, why are none of my goals happening yet? And it's almost August and I have not checked off one single goal. And I thought, okay, maybe I'm just getting a little ahead of myself and I need to kind of pull it in a little bit and not dream so big. And in prayer, the Lord spoke to me clearly. I wrote it in my little book. He said, don't shrink your dream. Enlarge your faith. He said, the dream is not the problem. It's the dreamer. Don't shrink your dream. Enlarge your faith. And then he began to walk me through this principle. And then he told me this. He said, sow a memorable seed for your dreams. Sow a memorable seed. I don't even know what that meant other than, I guess it's that you don't forget. (laughs) It's memorable. You don't forget it. So just to kind of give you the story real quick, I was getting ready to speak at a conference and we were getting ready to have my conference, the Icing Women's Event in Dallas, Texas. And it was, we had just gone to a whole new venue. The budget had more than doubled. It was so expensive that I was just like, oh, Jesus, help me. (laughs) I'm trusting you, Lord, with all my heart, you know. Well, I was believing God that the conference would be paid for and it just looked impossible, Well, all of a sudden, I'm getting ready to fly to Tampa, Florida to speak at a women's conference. And while I was there, I got to this conference, and this woman who was hosting it, it was her first time to host a success conference, and not many people showed up. I mean, not hardly any people. It was tiny, like the first three rows. And she was so embarrassed, and she kept apologizing to me, and I said, I could care less how many people are here. I said, let's just believe God the right people are here and give them our best. Well, I... Spoke just like I always do. Well, the next morning I was in the hotel room getting ready and I had one more session and I'm going to fly home. All of a sudden I felt the Lord say, sow this conference into her. Pay for everything. So I was like, okay, Lord. I said, do you want me to do it publicly or privately? Because normally I would never do that in public. And he said, publicly. So I got to the conference. I didn't know why. He told me to do that, but I just, all of a sudden, I told this precious lady, I said, the Lord told me to sow all this back into you. Whatever you were spending on us, we just want to sow it back into you. She just starts bawling, and she said, she came up on stage, and she said, what Terry doesn't know is I was using my kids' school tuition money to bring her here to put on this conference, and she was just bawling, going, Jesus, you're so faithful, you know. I got in the car going, now that was a memorable seed. Well, the very next week, yeah, 
The very next week was my women's conference and it started on Friday. By Tuesday, our conference was paid for before it even started. Isn't that amazing? So to finish that story, when I got in the car to go to the airport, the lady that was driving me, she's telling me her story. I'd never met her before. And she's telling me how she just sold her house. She's moving to Pittsburgh. All of a sudden I thought, I'm believing God to sell my house. I need to sow where I want to go. So I reached in my purse and this, this couple months ago had given me $1,000 in cash. This precious couple, they said, this is for you personally. And I was like, oh my goodness. I kept it in my purse and I kept thinking, when I get a day off, I'm going shopping. So I had that money in my purse. All of a sudden I'm hearing this lady's story and I thought I need to sew into her. So I reached in there and I grabbed some of that money. I pulled some of it out and the Lord said, give it all. I thought, define all. <laughs> so I, I understood. So I grabbed the money and I sewed it into this lady. I said, I'm believing God to sell my house and I want to sew into your life. Well, she just starts crying, you know, can't believe I did that. I got on the plane and I was like, that was a memorable seed. I'm not going to forget that. Do you know, not long after my house sold for 30,000 more than we were asking for. Thank you, Jesus. Right. I think about how last year, you know, we were believing God for offices for seven years. We were renting office space, believing God to one day own our offices. Well, all of a sudden, a friend of mine reached out and was telling, I said, what are you believing for? So he sent me his vision. He texted it to me and I saw what he was believing for. So I caught and it was, he had all these phases, you know, he's believing for one of them was $40,000 and he could pay off his whole project, 40,000. I'm just telling you all the numbers, but I just. I texted my CFO and I said, hey, how much money do we have in that one account? Because I was thinking we're going to sow $10,000. That's a big seed. We're going to sow $10,000 into him. I asked my CFO, I said, how much money do we have in that one account? He said $40,238. I knew what the Lord was doing. I said, we're going to give it all. So I sent that seed and we paid off that guy's building. Five days later, we closed on our offices. That's not coincidental, is it? So where you want to go. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Yes. See, there's certain times in your life when you're believing God for something big, something that looks impossible, that God will tell you, sow a significant seed, sow a memorable seed. So here's what the Lord told me. The first time I sowed the biggest seed I'd ever sown, and I was just like, okay, Lord, I trust you. I went into my little study and I grabbed my, my journal and this is what I heard the Lord say and I want you to hang on to this. He said, the moment the seed left your hand, I released what's in mine. The moment the seed left your hand, I released what's in mine. God never forgets a seed zone. Now the thing is, we don't know when the harvest is gonna come up. It took me and my husband one year of believing God for our house. But God's timing is always right. He saved us 40% on the house, right? We sowed our seed in July and it manifested in March. But God says the moment the seed leaves your hand, he releases what's in his. So does that help you tonight? Yes. See where you want to go. Say where you want to go. Step where you want to go. Take action and sow where you want to go. Okay, let me ask you this. How many of you wrote down your three biggest dreams? Yes, I love it. Okay, I want to ask you to get those out right now. If you didn't, be sure you write down the three biggest things you are believing God for this year. Bible says write the vision, make it plain. 
So we're showing God, we're taking him at his word. He said to write it down. It proves we're serious. It proves we're committed, right? I'm gonna give you a chance to do that. I know some of you are still writing because a lot of you didn't raise your hands. So while you're doing that, let me, let me bless somebody. Does anybody feel like this kit would help you? I forgot to tell y'all, we always reduce the price on everything. So instead of $100, this is $67. But I wanna bless somebody who feels like you want the discipline. Right here? Okay, she gets the whole kit. <laughs> I love that. You're so welcome. <laughs> okay, so while you're waiting, I might as well bless some more. You don't want this book because I wrote in that one. So you don't want that. You want my handwritten? No, you don't want my notes. I promise you. <laughs> okay, I wrote a book on Declutter Your Way to Success about how to get your home in order, get your life organized, get your schedule organized. Who wants to declutter? <laughs> How about this precious guy with the hat on? Yeah. Yay! Declutter! Wonderful! Okay, that's perfect. Okay, and then, you know, we've talked about daily habits. This is a daily devotional. Every single day, I'm going to build your faith to go after your dreams. It's called Live Your Dreams. Who wants a devotional? How about someone in the back? This man with the check shirt, the plaid shirt and glasses? Yeah. Yay! Wonderful. There you go. Thank you. Okay. So did I give you time? You got your dreams and goals written down? Okay. I would love for us to stand up and let's just make this a moment of joining our faith together. Hold them up before the Lord. If it's on your phone, your iPad, it's on a notebook. Maybe you got a dreams and goals journal like mine. Whatever you have, let's hold it up before the Lord. This is a defining moment, isn't it? I want you to always remember on March the 19th, this is when you sealed the deal. Because I'm believing next year at this time, you are going to be amazed at what God has done in your life. Okay? So let's all bow our heads and just let me pray over these goals right now. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we've obeyed what your word says to do, to write the vision and to make it plain. Lord, you're the one who said where there is no vision, the people perish. So Father, we're showing you we have vision, we have dreams, we have goals. And Father God, you said in your word, thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established unto us. So Father, we are decreeing the favor of God is on our lives. The favor of God is on our dreams and our goals. Lord, we know that your favor produces supernatural increase. Father, we believe your favor restores everything the enemy has stolen. Father, your favor restores the years the enemy stole. Father, we declare your favor wins battles we don't even have to fight because you're fighting them for us. Father, we believe your favor increases our assets in the area of real estate. Your favor produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. And Lord, your word says... In Matthew 18, 19, that if two of you agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. So, Father, we're touching our dreams and goals right now. There's at least two of us in this room agreeing. And, Father, you said to ask and you shall receive. So, Father, we're asking you to make a way where there seems to be no way to see every single one of these dreams and goals fulfilled. In Jesus' name. And Father, we go ahead and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information, if you're in need of prayer or just want to connect with the community, go to reslife.org 
follow us on social media, or email us anytime at reslife at reslife.org. We hope you have a blessed day, and we will see you again soon.